The Pinball Network is online. Launching Free Play Pinball Podcast. Breaking news. I want a new pinball machine. I want news of a new pinball machine. Coming at you out of Jacksonville, Florida and St. Charles, Illinois. It's the Free Play Pinball Podcast. Here are your hosts, Amanda Hamilton and Bill Webb. What is up, pinball land? Welcome to Free Play Pinball, where the talk is cheap and no quarters are ever required. Welcome to Chapter 2, The Release. I'm Amanda Hamilton, here with my co-host, Bill Webb. And today we are very excited, not only at the release of a new pin, but also at a very special guest, Mr. Dave Falgren. Gentlemen, how are you today? What's going on? Special day in pinball, people. Uh, what's up, you maniacs? Oh, just living that dream, dude. It's always a special day when we get a new pinball announcement. Very excited. First pin of 2021. Little hype around it, just a little. Yeah, just a little bit. We're in, we're halfway through the fifth month, so, yeah. So you guys, I'm sure, have seen pictures. You've seen the cheat release, or the tease release um, on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. And you have also, I'm sure, seen some video and some screenshots. What do you guys think? Stern's release in The Mandalorian. I called it wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of things. Mostly not Ghostbusters, though. I'm never wrong about Ghostbusters. Oh, my God. Okay. We're not going to turn this into that conversation. <laughs> but Yeah, you said Back to the Future, right? I did. I said Back to the Future. Oh. Again, I have no insight on this. I live 1,200 miles away from the nearest pinball manufacturer. Um, I've heard the rumors just like everybody else out there. I was hoping it was Back to the Future. I didn't think that Mandalorian was going to be either strong enough or that they would be able to do a good job fast enough on this. I live 30 miles away, and I still really didn't have any idea, but I knew it wasn't going to be Back to the Future. But we can all hope, Dave. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a, a girl can dream. A girl can dream. Absolutely. But you know what, though? Honestly, seeing the game uh, come out today... Um, and actually seeing what Stern has been working on, I'm pretty excited about it. And full transparency, I know Dave is a, a big Star Wars guy and a big Mandalorian guy. I was pleasantly surprised. And I actually, after watching a couple of the videos, I actually do want to play it. Yeah, it, yeah. it looks like it's going to be a fun game. What do you think, Dave? I, uh, I'm i excited about it. I want to see... Actually, I want to hear. I want to I hear what noises are going to come out of the box. I mean, really, it looks good. It seems to shoot good. I mean, you've got to figure they've done their work on that through Whitewoods and everything like that. But uh, I want to see what, uh, I want to hear the noises coming out of that box. Uh, call outs, the music, exactly what they're going to do video-wise. Because um, what they showed, a few shots. It looks good. Um, I'm just interested to see how the integration is. And of course, we've both been, we've all been pretty spoiled with, uh, you know, with, with some of the other games that have come out um, recently with Guns N' Roses, just kind of walking away from that going, well, I wasn't left wanting at all so i mean from the shots um the mini play field i'm interested to see how that play field's going to play out on the pro just being flat but uh, what'd you guys think about that the jump from the you know, um with the uh, mandalorian helmet play field Amanda, i'm gonna let you go ahead and take the lead on this one so i was interested because i mean we had all talked offline as well on this and um and we all were kind of interested in the fact that from the initial teaser pictures that we all got last night um it was, it looked like a big hole and we were kind of figuring out what, what do I do with this? Obviously it looks like some place where you could have a multi-ball. I was thinking more of like the turtle style with a truck, uh, or with the turtles fan, that wasn't the case, but it's 
So I thought it was kind of cool that they were able to integrate both the tilting and the non-tilting. I think it's still cool that they have a single flipper up there. Um, I'm not a huge liver let die of the mechs, hence my yellow brick road without the monkey mech. Doesn't really bother me. But it's something that I think is going to be really cool to see in motion on the pros and on the LE, or on the premiums and the LEs. I think that that's a cool feature that Stern's added. People want mechs, people want toys, people want magic. And I think that Stern actually may have hit it on this one. So it's it's kind of cool. I agree with you. Um, so on the pro with it not having that tilting play field, um, I'm not in on a pro. Well, for two reasons. Number one, because of that tilting play field, I think added a, quite a bit. And it looked pretty interesting and fun to me. Um, but I also do love the artwork on the LE a little more than the other two packages. But the premium is pretty, is pretty cool as well. The Pro, as far as artwork, didn't do it for me um, as much. But overall, yeah, I mean, it, it, it looks like there's a lot of shots to it. And then the um, on the Premium and the LE, it has that scoop that goes up and down too, which is pretty awesome. So um, it does not look like it's barren for shots by any stretch. No, and, and in all fairness, Stern's last few games have not been barren for shots. I mean, Turtles is a great shooter. AIQ is a great shooter. Even Elvira is a great shooter, and I know that was, you know, an older release. I am excited to put hands on it we don't have one pre-ordered we haven't ran out to pre-order one yet i want to see some gameplay on it and again same as you i want to hear there's i want to hear those call outs you and i had talked last week about stranger things and hopper shoot this ramp shoot that ramp okay now do this like make it worth my while make it fun make it entertaining get me involved drag me into the storyline because i love the mandalorian that's something that i think dave and i would actually have to arm wrestle our our uh, love for mandalorians and see who wins and i'm i'm pretty scrappy i have pocket pepper i'll throw it in your eyes i'm not scared <laughs> uh i would you know what i'll let you have it i'm a big fan of the whole situation the the razor crest as well is really a nice little feature that they put on there um but you said something earlier that i may have missed on the pro there's only one flipper on the upper play field on the on the mini play field or correct on the mini only... play field on the pro there's only one flipper and then on the premium and the le there's two flippers it's got the two and then basically that's it's got the rocking i saw more of the premium um video with the rocking uh helmet so it's gonna give you a little bit more which I don't know because they didn't show a lot of it. I'm just wondering what the pattern is going to be because like on pirates, you got that right left. And I actually kind of will groove with that when I'm playing um, in that mini play field to kind of, you know, get the, get the flow with it. It'll be interesting how the timing is with that big, cause that helmet's a lot bigger than the boat um, as far as mass wise, I think. And it's a different type of shot. Cause it's almost like, it's almost like uh, Bonsai Run, where you're going to be shooting uphill for a little bit. And, you know, I don't know if you're going to be able to trap that out. It'll be interesting to play. Oh, yeah. But, you know, looking at the videos, it looked like it flowed well from what we've seen so far. Um, I, yeah, I'm kind of at a loss for words on this one because, you know, Dave, you know that I'm not um, the biggest Star Wars fan, right? Let alone <laughs> Mandal Mandalorian. So the fact that we're having this conversation that I'm excited to play this game is really kind of different. I wasn't expecting to be as excited to play this game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I thought uh, I thought this 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 episode was going to be uh, Amanda and I talking and Bill going. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Who's this? Uh, who's this Yoda character? Is that green guy or is that uh, he's got a you know yeah? That's Bill the guy with not... the black helmet, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yoda, that guy. Yeah, Yoda. 
So, and let's, while we're talking about Yoda, let's, uh, let's address the, uh, 500 pound, uh, green guy in the, in the left corner of this play field. What do you think, of, uh, baby Yoda, AK, uh, you know, Grogu, what do you think of, uh, of that guy sitting up there? What's, what's your thoughts? I'm glad. Go ahead, Amanda. Yeah. I was going to say, Bill, I know you haven't watched Mandalorian since we last talked. So yeah. Um, I am glad that they made him look not cartoonish and not like a plush toy. Um, he's the cutest creature in the universe, but they didn't portray him as that. So I'm really happy that they, they took the route they did. I think it's really cool that they're using magnets to do the telekinetic ball. Um, I know that it's going to create some additional features, including like ball saves and might take into some modes and things of that nature from what I've read earlier. So that's, that's pretty cool how they're utilizing it. I love magnets until I play a game with magnets and then I hate magnets and I'm usually cussing whoever put the magnets in the game because I suck at pinball and the magnets screw me every freaking time. But I think they did it right with him. Um, and he, he's cute sized. He's full size. They didn't try and put him in his little carrier, which I thought was kind of neat. Um, I like that he has his handout. Spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen it. He does kind of learn more about how to control those powers. And I think that's going to lead into the next season of Mandalorian with some really awesome repercussions for the good guys or the bad guys, depending on which perspective you're taking. So, so I think they did a, a good job. What do you think, Dave? I, I, I've got mixed feelings on uh, Grogu just because Lucas always, and now we're going to get into me talking about Star Wars, but they always have to throw something cute in like an Ewok or they tried with Jar Jar Binks and failed miserably. So while Grogu was cute and I understood he got normal people in, he can get a little annoying at times um, as far as just me being a 47-year-old man that grew up with Star Wars. And, you know, he's basically a hairless gizmo um as far as i kind of thought about it when the show started but he did pull in the personality and everything in the show so i understood what they did and yeah you could not have this game without because basically this is going to be an operator's dream because i showed a picture of it to my son when i picked him up at school um i said check it out and he was like baby yoda he's like that's mm -hmm. a baby yoda game dad we need this game we need this game oh, oh baby yoda and then yeah we were, we're in the house are you getting that baby yoda pinball machine when's that baby yoda pinball machine coming so there isn't going to be a kid on the planet that isn't going to walk by a pinball machine on location that isn't going to see Grogu sitting in that back corner, and you can see him from a mile away. So that's going to be really good for um, operators. I think this thing's going to eat quarters like nobody's business, and uh, you know that's that's another thing of what pinball's about. So it's good to see that they they looked at that because um, I think this is going to be a big earner for the uh, for the operators. Um, as far as the magnet, I hope they use that magnet right. I mean, I know I saw it was holding. I'm I'm kind of interested to see if they if he's going to throw that ball um, a little more like Last Action Hero or Adam's Family, where they were throwing that ball more instead of just doing a hold, where he's just going to whip it at you from the playfield. Um, instead of just doing a hold, actually having it tossed at you. Um, I'm interested to see. I, I'm I'm well, I'm interested in playing the game. So really, it's it's hard to say much more than that. Um, without actually flipping it but i you know you can't have the mandalorian without having a 500 pound grogu in the back corner so i think it was uh very nicely done i think it was really tastefully done as well um i know me personally i'd like to have seen a little animatronics in it but you know i mean at that point you know there's so much innovation and stuff you can add into it that it's you know kind of crazy well in that yep. point too you know with if you're adding 
that type of integration and you're adding animatronics, look at your price point too. Um, I think personally, this game is priced very, very well for what you're getting. It looks like it's going to have a ton of stuff in it, even in the Pro. The art package is not hideous. I, I kind of like the art package on the Pro and on the Premium. Um, and then the LE with them going above and beyond and kind of including that best car type look. But you're looking at a game that's going to have, I think I saw it compared to one of those drop-down claw games with all of this stuff inside of it. That was something I saw on Pinside today. And I, that's a lot that you're getting for a pro game that we don't typically see. So I, I'm not mad about it. I, I think it, I'm hesitant because of the curse of the Star Wars pins, but I am excited to play it to see if it needs to get into the lineup. You know what, though? I don't know if this one's going to... I think this one's really going to do a lot better than some of the previous ones, just because of the the uh, the artwork, the integration, and um, I think the mechs on this one are cool. So, I mean, on the Star Wars pin, and Amanda, we talked last episode, you, you guys um, owned a Star Wars pin. That was our first right? one, yeah. That we had a premium. That was our very first pin. So, it did have the Hyperloop, It did. Right? It did. And that was a fun shot. But it was a little bit harder to make, though, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, this mini playfield, I mean, if it's a little bit more accessible, I think that's a, a great addition to the to the game. You know what I mean? I know, Dave, you might have some reserves on it, but I think this might do a little better, especially with the, the, the shot count in the, the way that they've arranged it. Yeah, I um, liked, I personally, I liked Star Wars. The, I, liked the, I liked the Steve Ritchie Star Wars, but I liked the Pro. Not a big fan of the Hyperloop, um, just because I don't like a gimmick that you don't have anything to do with. I also don't like the... Uh, the turbo in high speed too and getaway. Um, I personally like high speed better, but I don't like taking my hands off the flipper buttons. For me, if you're taking a break, I don't like that. I like to be jumping and doing moving the game. This game doesn't seem to have any real stop and go, which I like. Um, you know that mini play field. Got to see how it plays. At least it doesn't have mini flippers. I hate. I don't like mini flippers. I like so it's got a full size flipper. You can catch it up. Um, you can actually play it. So it is basically like an upper play field that's going to move around. I, I don't even know if mini play field is the right thing to call it because it is kind of an upper, but it's small. But you've got full-size flippers. Mini flippers are just... If I see a game with mini flippers, I, I really didn't like the uh, the monsters with that lower play field just because it had the mini flippers with the mini balls. And it was just like, nah. Where this is actually... The upper is still playing um, like a regular play field. It kind of reminds me of Swords of Fury... Um, even though it's not drop targets, so you know it's it's I, I I'm 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 pleased. I was I was always I was very nervous and just because of the Star Wars curse and uh, you just it never really meets your expectations. And this this as long as the video and the audio stuff that's con that they put out. Um, oh, and then we've got Carl Weathers. Yes, who's doing the voice out vo the, doing, doing the call out so. Kind of the opposite of of Hopper. We've got Apollo Creed's going to be yelling at us. You know, you've got Carl Weathers, who was actually a pretty low key character in the in on the show, but, but he was low man, key I savage. To, like he was just yeah. Carl Carl Weathers is Apollo Creed from Rocky. Um, he was also in the Blues Brothers, which is the greatest movie ever made. But um, he's just you know, and he was low key in the in the show. He did kind of get up and down, almost like a Hopper. But the difference is Carl Weathers is just, he's Carl Weathers. So, you know, he knows how to turn it up. Hopefully, you're going to have a nice, and plus he's got a nice bassy voice. Um, 
kind of like um, Ernie Hudson on Ghostbusters. You know, I that wasn't a bad call. I like the way he did his call outs. For me, call outs can make or break. Basically, the noises that come out of a pinball can make or break a game. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what his call outs are going to be. I'm guessing he's basically going to be telling you what to do. Um, and I, I mean, I guess we could just roll into, you know, what we've heard about gameplay and what we've seen. I, I don't know. What have you guys heard or what have you seen so far? I know I've talked to somebody that uh, was that worked closely on the game, and they said that uh, it shot real nice. It had a real wide variety of shots, obviously, um, and they were really pleased with it. And, you know, I think that that's really important to hear, too, because you're your own biggest critic. So if you're happy with the final production, especially on something like this, like this is not a paper you're turning into your teacher and it's just going to be you and them reading it for a grade. This is something that we don't have a full quantity for production yet. You have no idea how many are going to go to homes, how many are going to go on location, how many are going to put their hands on this. So the fact that you are personally satisfied with what you have helped to create and distribute to the community. And granted, I'm, we are all pinball hungry. It's been a while. We, we need a game, you know. Absolutely. But the fact that you can say, I worked on this. I have somebody that, like Carl Weathers, I have the music you know, the, the score is from the same people who did the music from the Mandalorian show. You have the artwork. You have these cool shots. You have some innovation in here. You have the price point. You have the fact that you're the first game out in 2021. That's saying something. This isn't just saying, oh, well, I was the one who put the first game out. This is saying I put a good game out at the first game. So that, that's pretty cool in my opinion. I'm really curious to see if it lives up to even half of the hype that I've read so far. Yeah, and actually, I'm looking. Um, I took some screenshots from the one video that they had, and it says uh, shoot orbits to uh, enable Grogu. The Force Magnet will catch and throw the ball down the child lanes for random awards. So, sounds like they're doing a lot with that magnet, which is cool. Um, that that's. I think we're gonna. I think to a certain degree, our not our socks are gonna get knocked off on some of this stuff. It's, I, I I try not to get excited, but you're it's, excited. It's, it's I'm a little excited. He, yeah. He's excited. I, 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 we got Mr. Falgren excited. Uh, uh, That's awesome. It, it happens from time to time. I mean, you've got two of my favorite things. You've got Star Wars and you've got pinball. But again, um, actually, I, I really like the Steve Ritchie game. I, I will buy one eventually. Um, I just I like the pro. It's fast. You just got to play it fast. And um, But this this has definitely got a lot, a lot going on. Um and then also, um, yeah, I mean, it's got this, you know, you, you basically you're collecting, um, you're collecting points, you're getting the best scar, you're getting the art, you know, the, the pieces of armor. And then I'm guessing that you're going to be able to get different weapons and different pieces of armor um, along the way. And that's kind of how you build up your guy. You've got different missions that you're going to be. going. So on. I actually have that information. Um, I did my homework, ladies and gentlemen. I'm very proud of myself. Shh, don't tell my grad school teacher that I actually do homework. Um, this was coming from a This Week in Pinball article. The missions include finding the asset, deceive the magistrate, destroy the Imperial base, defeat the Mudhorn, and infiltrate the freighter, which are all huge, you know, major, major events in the show. Um, the many playfield encounters will have protect the child, catch the Jawas, and escape the sewer. Razor Crest multiballs include the Ice Spider multiball, Pirate Attack multiball, and a Jetpack multiball. You have three wizard modes, Precious Cargo, You Have What I Want, which, by the way, was the best speech ever in a Disney movie, ever. 
I'll fight you. It was that good. Um, And I like those odds. And then the final wizard mode naturally is called This is the Way, where you earn your signet. Hmm. Um, You get bounty hunter missions. You get to earn Baskar through them. You can trade at the foundry. You can escape ambushes. There's the child rollovers help you with things like mystery awards and ball saves. The magnet comes into play with that, but also will throw. The scoop is um is something that will help blast targets as well. The only thing that I don't like particularly about this, and I need to play it some more, but when we owned our Star Wars, I hated how you had to add the multipliers to get a good great a good score. I listen guys, I'm not that good at math. Please don't make me add multipliers. And the fact that they use the Boba Fett targets to increase the playfield multipliers, I'm curious how that's going to work out. One of the other really cool things about this, and this is something that I absolutely love about Stern games. It's something that we do with our friends every time we're around and we play various Stern games is it has co-op and impossible mode. I love the modes. It makes it more fun when you are doing co-op or impossible, when you're doing any type of challenges, anything like that, I think just adds that extra replayability to a game. So I'm really, really glad that they included that in this game as well. Can can you explain impossible mode for the kids at, at I home? I cannot because I was quoting an article. So I am assuming that it's going to be getting out of some really bad stuff. Um, oh, no, it, it was uh, impossible I mode. I can actually tell you a yeah, little bit about that, though, Dave. Bill, Bill can do that. Go ahead, I was going to say. So that mode, um, as you're playing, I, I think you get like 30, 30 seconds or one minute. And then that time frame, you only have, uh, I believe it's 10 flipper hits right and then the power goes down right and once you use all 10 of your flipper bats or whatever um you have to wait for them to recharge they lose power i will not be playing impossible mode because i will only be playing for about three seconds every time they have to recharge good to know yeah i think that's fun because i know and bill i don't know you're in some you've done some club playing too like sometimes when you're with the guys they'll be like a best you know best out of five shots score where you do you've got five flipper hits and then it's hands off the button you know um we've done that before um you know something like that so it's kind of nice it's another one of those challenge modes but yeah it's basically you put it in and you've got a certain amount of hits and then it shuts down um and then ambush modes it seems like that's something that comes up and hits you where it's like you're in an ambush and then you've got to hit this ramp a few different times to get out of the ambush i don't know if it shuts down your flippers or what um but uh I'm little neat tidbits. Hopefully all this is in the code now um, when we see the game or whenever it's going to come out. But that's the other thing. You know, Stern Code is always advancing. But I'm interested to see what are we going to get on Friday next week. You know, what's going to be out there when they drop those games? How's that code going to be? Um, knowing that it's always going to get better. I mean, look what they did with Stranger Things. Um, they really amped that. Look what they did with every, every all of their them. games. Really, yeah. other than... Other than other than monsters, really have they haven't done much too. Um, uh, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, Ghostbusters they brought that thing back from way way back. And Bill, you know about that one personally because you've got one in your basement and bad taste. It. I mean, you called and you know me what you commented. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Anywho, um, but you know what? Yeah, and you you said something earlier that I wanted to mention, but um, I didn't want to interrupt you. The call-outs on uh, Ghostbusters are awesome with Ernie Hudson. He's just got a perfect voice for that. He's got that low baritone voice, and so does uh, Carl Weathers. So that's why I'm kind of looking forward to hearing you know, his voice. Um, I don't know if Carl Weathers has done – Ernie Hudson has done – well, Ernie Hudson also did Congo, but he's done some voiceover work. I don't know what Carl Weathers has done voiceover-wise, but 
that voice is just so you know it's he's Apollo Creed he's got that voice um and it's just that cool baritone voice which is the bassier the better when you're playing pinball as far as I'm concerned when you've got that lower voice which is why some of the other games with the higher pitched voice guys other than actually Deadpool I liked his call outs and he had a regular um a regular kind of a voice which was a little nasalier but uh, but in all fairness with yeah, deadpool I, I, like if you didn't do it you were basically screwed because deadpool is the smart aleck of any type of comic book so you have to be boisterous and interactive and like you have to literally call people out for that so oh yeah but his voice the the guy the i i, for, I forgot his name and actually that the guy who did the voiceover for deadpool um also does the marvel he is the Marvel Deadpool voice, so they actually use an actual voiceover actor who is um, who does the Marvel cartoons. Um, he is the voice of Deadpool, so it's not just what it's Ryan Reynolds is uh, is Deadpool in the movies. Everybody's like, "Oh, where's Ryan?" It's Ryan Reynolds, right? It is Ryan Reynolds. Okay, so yeah, because some people were complaining, but I didn't miss that because this was based on the comic. Um, I'm also a comic book uh, nerd as well, so I. You know, I, I appreciated that. Where Walking Dead, I didn't like the voiceover um, voices on that. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, hi. You know, that was my big thing was what are the noises coming out of the box? That game shoots awesome. It's beautiful. But there's actually a hack that people have done um, where you can get the actual uh, actors from the movie and the actual music from the movie. It totally changed the game and made it. I, I, I don't like playing it unless it has that, you know, somebody has done that to it. Um, my one friend had done it at his house and it was like, you know, I played it first and I was like, eh, and then I went back in and he had done that, the change. I can't remember who had uh, done the programming on it, but it was phenomenal and just changed the whole game. For me, sounds are a big part of it, which is, you know, we can talk about that on some other show. Well, I don't think, I mean, we should be getting some, uh, video clips of this thing playing at some point here pretty soon. I would imagine you'd hope. Yeah, um, fingers crossed. Um, I was hoping we would get to see something today besides the theme song background. Um, I have heard rumors that we will get to see some actual gameplay of it next week um, through some various streamers. So I would imagine um, individuals like Deadflip would have um, the opportunity to play it. I'm Deadflip is scheduled for next Friday. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious. It'll be interesting to see. I I want to see some unbiased opinions as well. Nothing against any of the manufacturers, but you don't bite the hand that feeds you. So I really do want to see some... I want to see their reaction. I, I know they're all excited about it and having something new to play, but I also want to see non-stern players playing it and streaming it. I want to see unboxings of it. I want to put my hands on one, and I'm curious when we'll be able to do that as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. I know I'm going to be reaching out to Zach here at some point today, finding that out Absolutely, for sure. and I'm sure that Zach has been inundated with calls because I actually tried to reach out to him earlier just to ask him if he had an ETA on shipping. And normally Zach is phenomenal about getting back to me, and, and this time he didn't, whether it be you know issues with the kids, things going on, or just being completely swamped with calls. People get excited. First day is going to be your biggest order day. so it'll, Oh, yeah. I'm, does anyone know if the LEs have sold, the LEs sold out yet gone. or no? Ain't, ain't, ain't no more LEs. Yeah, there's already been uh, rumblings of people, um, you know, taking more money and what have you. Which it was funny because this morning when the when the grainy picture, you know, the 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 
the pirate picture got released, people were like, oh, I'm out, I'm out. And it would be interesting to see how orders go after the Jack Danger video, you know what I mean? Because things can come and go. Um, you know, people are fickle and they'll drop it. So I think it's going to hold just because of the title, but um, you never know. I mean, look what happened with Pirates when they, you know, canceled out the the three spinner in the, in the chest. Um, and then again, look at what happened with Iron Maiden as soon as, you know, uh, Dead Flip, you know, shot, you know, basically showed the video and people saw it go. It was like done. I think it was, I think it was gone after, after five, 10 minutes, the LEs had sold out completely. But with Pirates. Um, but yeah, I don't think. Sorry, Dave, go ahead. It. Oh, no. I'm, I was, was going to say with Pirates, so you got to look at the fact, yeah, so many people were like, oh, well, I'm not getting that three spinner. I'm out. And then, you know, fast forward a couple of years and now you can't touch a Pirates. Like I literally weep a little bit every time I walk in and don't see my Pirates. I miss that game. It's a don't worry, I looked over and stared at mine for you. You're fine. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. That is true friendship right there in pinball. You stared at your machine that I no longer have. Wait, don't worry. Ghostbusters stares it down every day. Mm. You're fine. Mm. Well, <laughs> I can tell you which uh, I, I can tell you which game I'd rather I, I would walk up to if they were both next. If I go in your basement, be like, you know which game I'm going to walk to first, and probably not walk away from. Well, there's two actually. I would walk away from it probably to play the game that I believe is either on the right or left of it. So, but they would both be uh, they would both be uh, a JJP game. So yeah, um, I'm not I'm not against Ghostbusters, but uh, you've got a pretty mean lineup down there, Bill. So I would I would I would probably be hitting Guns and Roses and uh, and Pirates. Bill, Bill's got the Sweet um, Sixteen going on down there. He's got the Keeper lineup. You don't there. There's not a bad game. I'm saying. I'm kind of choking on those words. There's not a bad game down there. Um, yeah. You, you know what? There's a couple of games I'd like to add, but I mean, for the most part, it's fine. Well, you know, there's always a few games that we all would like to add. You know, give me unlimited uh, money and unlimited room, and I can show you exactly what I would want to do with it. But at the same time, in, in reality, only a couple of games. you have a really awesome lineup with what you've got going on. Um, I'm, I'm really curious with you having a little one once she sees baby yoda how she's going to respond to baby yoda fever and if suddenly that is the push that gets her into pinball all right so you know what i bought a jurassic park because i like the theme and i really thought my daughter would like it mm -hmm. a lot too right turns out she didn't care as much about the dinosaur theme she loved it for about five minutes and then went back to wizard of oz because she loves seeing the scarecrow dance on mm -hmm. the attract screen so <laughs> will i buy one you never know um, especially if it was a game that she really, really wanted, you know, or wanted to play, you know, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. My son, um, well, my son isn't going to be playing a, a, a Mandalorian because I, I normally don't buy, I never buy new unbox games, but, um, and I don't buy new You see, games. you say that Dave, but you never know, dude. I mean, oh uh, yeah. Listen, I know how much like trading and buying and selling that you know goes up here in the Chicagoland area, and I could definitely see something like that going on. Um, that, there's games that I've had that I never thought I would. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I could see trading a couple of my older games to get to bump up into something newer um, eventually, and I am starting to slow down on the on the flips. So it's uh, it's 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 not out of the realm of possibilities. But like with my kids, their favorite game was Rocky and Bullwinkle. They Loved that game. They were really, I mean, I still hear about that game. And they ask me if I'm going to, because I've had, I've had three Data East Jurassic Parks. I haven't had a Stern, but, and they liked that game. Um, that and Batman, uh, the Data East, the old original uh, Michael Keaton Batman with Data East, when I put the uh, Jack Nick, the uh, pin sound in there, they loved that game. 
They loved that game because of the callouts. So, um, but yeah, they're the, the thing is never buy anything for your kids because they're gonna break your heart. They will never. Because I bought a uh, uh, slugfest. What's the the bat and pitch? Isn't that slugfest? I bought that for them. Yeah, slugfest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I I picked up a game that I bought from a guy. He had one, and my stepson was playing it. This is the greatest thing ever. Heard about it. Heard about it. Heard about it. Got it for him for Christmas. And they played like four games on it, and then it sat, and I ended up selling it like two months later. I mean, I I put that down in the basement, which is like, if it goes down in the basement, there's like four steps in my collection. If it goes down in the basement, it's staying down there for at least a year, and I ended up tearing that thing out of there in like three, four months. So that was the last time I decided to buy a game for my kids. They've got plenty of games. Yeah, no, you, 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 and, and kids, they're simply entertained by, you know, dumb stuff sometimes, too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, you, you, I don't know. I don't buy a game right now for them, but my kids are a little younger still, too. So I might not be the large demographic on that. Mine one. is finally getting to that age where she is starting to understand how to play. She's starting to form strong opinions. I mean, she was she was mad. When we got rid of pirates, she was very happy when we got rid of Elvira. She didn't love that, but she was mad when we got rid of pirates. She cried. There were real crocodile tears and she was very happy with Wizard of Oz. So it's neat to see the next generation kind of form their opinions. And like, she has a dream theme. She has, you know, the play field mapped out in her mind and what the game would involve, which I think is really cool because she's going to be seven in a couple of weeks. So it's neat to see that. I'm hoping that this game being more of a cross-generational um, format is going to to kind of help bring that next generation in. Because ultimately, I mean, if you don't reproduce, you die. So if you don't have that next generation involved, at some point, people are going to stop loving the game again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, right now I'm hoping that my daughter s- still wants to come down here, you know, when she gets older and wants to play Wizard of Oz and Adams and that kind of stuff. Um, I know my son, you know, just recently he figured out how to stand on a bucket and watch me play a pinball machine, which is absolute entertainment. I'll have to post a picture of that at some point, but, uh, yeah, it's just sheer entertainment in all honesty. So yeah, I, I hope that, uh, the younger generation does get involved and machines don't get so out of price that people can't afford them down the road. But, uh, yeah, I mean, well, time will tell, right? Yeah. I'm more concerned with finding people that are going to be able to fix them. Yeah. That's a better um, statement right there. That's, you know, because... There's enough knuckleheads right now buying, and I'm one of them, and I'm talking to two other ones. But, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of us buying them, but, um, you know, who's going to fix the boards? And then I know, you know, that there's they've changed everything, but that's really the big concern is who's going to fix these games because, you know, um, and, and really we've got three levels of right here in front of us. I mean, Amanda, do you do – I mean, you don't do a lot of work on your game, right? Do you take the glass off and – I mean, what, how far is your expertise on, you, on your um, side? The only time that I take the glass off at this point is when a ball is stuck. And that's not necessarily from lack of want. That's because I married a mechanical engineer. Yeah. So I well, mean, yeah. There, there you have it. I, you know, Bill, Bill and I tear stuff apart and solder stuff, but we don't go as far as doing boards or anything crazy like that. You know, we've got some friends that do Not that anymore. Things. No. Well, we've got, we've got some very good people on our – actually, yep. we have a very good person. On our uh, in our in our lineup that's uh, right down the street from me, who I need to talk to one day. We could see if we can get him on just to talk about this and, and some interesting stories of board repairs as well. Oh, yes, oh boy, that's, that's for a that's, different show, guys. That's for another time. The, we're, we're focusing on yeah, our wee baby Yoda right now. Right now, yeah that that would have been a good show for about a month ago when we were, haven't seen a game for a while. But uh, 
yeah, it's 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 exciting times. So, well, it's exciting. Go ahead, yeah. Dave. No, I'm just saying it's exciting because finally somebody. It's been kind of like a standoff for the past four or five months. It's like who's going to release a new game? Where's the new game? It's like who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? You know, it's like you know, basically it was just like you know, everybody's like who's going to who's going to be the first one to to draw it? We figured it was going to be Stern. Um, you know, CGC's been sitting on their rumored title for ever. I think that was the unsung hero of who would have came out of left field that with CGC. Cool. And then we have the worst kept secret potentially in pinball since Guns and Roses. You have, you know, the rumors of Toy Story coming out from JJP. But do you think we'll see that this year? I mean, JJP historically has been like one every one to two years. So that's kind know? of an interesting thing. And that kind of brings me up to the next thing I wanted to ask you guys about. So there, I know that with JJP's release of Guns and Roses, there are people who have pre-ordered who are still waiting for their games. And, I mean, my husband works in transportation. Stuff is not being manufactured to transport right now. I work in IT. Stuff is not being manufactured to produce certain components of IT. There's a chip shortage. There's this shortage. There's that shortage. So even if we have the releases announced with the various games, you know, you have American Pinball, I believe it was, that's opening up another line of manufacturing. You have Stern with this release with rumors of Back to the Future and Godzilla this year. You have JJP with their rumors. You have Haggis, who's coming out with Fathom. Spooky is rumored to potentially have a new game coming out. When do we see the games versus the release? Because they're they're two different things. And, and I think a lot of people forget that just because it's available doesn't mean you're going to get it on day one. Oh, yeah. I mean, and even supply shortages now. I mean, it's, you know, uh, according to some of the, the the friends we know, you know, Zach, um, he's not sitting on a whole lot of inventory. And when he gets it, it's it's gone, it mm-hmm. seems like, a week later. You know? I mean, machines. Even even the used market is insane right now. I mean, Dave, I don't know what your opinions on, on the, the situation are, but... Well, I was just kind of sitting back and being quiet. <laughs> I'm actually... My, my business involves the manufacturing world. I actually sell the machines that make everything and um it's the shortages are more frightening than people think and just you know i'm, I'm sure anybody who's on pinball enthusiasts whenever somebody starts screaming about the jjp oh they went up a thousand dollars there's a money grab i'm always posting everything is going by a up. piece of plywood um well just not just that i mean everything and then when was the last? Has anybody had an appliance break? Because um, a friend of mine, her her microwave broke, and she wanted the one that she had. And they said, "Well, we'll see in eight months." Um, the semiconductor shortage is a huge deal with these chips. Um, the car plant by here closed down. They stopped running cars in production because they don't have the chips. So you know, I I kind of came to that reality um, when I talked to one of my customers that is I'm looking at selling. A lot of stuff to and they basically i called to see how their first line was doing they said we're down right now we're not doing anything we're waiting for the semiconductor shortage they don't they're not looking for parts so there's a big stack of um there's a big stack of dem- demand right now and and not much supply which bill and i can attest to i if, as soon as i get a game fixed it is gone um we you can turn an, a used game um it's going to get to the point where you know, there's more because there's a new pinball lover born every day, at least one person every weekend. Think about how many people went to somebody's house this weekend, played pinball and said, oh, I want to get one of those. And then they get the one and they want to buy three because you can't have one pinball machine. That's, it's a gateway you know, drug. Oh, no, I've got it. 
You got to have well, and honestly, this year alone, I've sold. You know, in the last year, I've sold more pins to, to first-time buyers than I did repeat buyers of pinball machines. It was people that were buying, you know, buying their first machine, getting into the hobby. Um, it was just insane as far as that goes. Now, you know, the other thing that's crazy is is this is a very recognizable theme. People are still not really vacationing and doing it, doing stuff like that. I don't see how this game doesn't crush it. In all honesty. Oh, Mandalorian! I I think Mandalorian is going to be. It's gonna just because it's feeding everybody's want for a new pinball machine. Depending on the availability, my question is: I know the pros always usually come out in the first run. How long until those LEs and those premiums drop? Because and Bill, you've got a little better grip on deliveries. Usually, what a premium or an LE? It's usually the pros come out and they're out for about a month, and then the upper end. The premiums and LEs, then they usually come out about a month later. Am I pretty close on that, Bill? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, two, three weeks, four weeks, they run pros. Then they go ahead and rip off the, the rip out all the LEs, and then they normally go back to, to premiums. But I mean, the other thing that kind of makes me wonder how long premiums would take on this specific title is Stern has a backlog of stuff they have to run already, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how long would it be for them to get to the the premiums? You know. That's been my uh-huh. question is how long until – so if you're buying an LE, you're buying a premium because let's face it, you still got the – right now Mandalorian's super shiny. And I, I it's funny because I watch my friends who have bought the premiums and the LEs and by the time they get their game, the shiny's kind of off of that title. Um, and the guys who – and I actually – I know guys who buy pros and they've got an LE – or a, a premium on order just so they can play the pro while it's still hot, then they'll sell their pro as soon as their LE or their 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 premium shows up. But, you know, it's like, it's kind of like where you're looking at Rick and Morty, where there's guys who still haven't gotten their Rick and Mortys yet. Uh, and that's the crazy part to think about and there. And the shiny is way off. I mean, it's a good, I, I like the game personally. I know that people have issues with shots. It reminds me of, anyhow, I like the game. I'm just saying, there's a guy who put money down. That was Christmas Day. 2019 when that got announced Mm -hmm. and they put their money down and they still haven't gotten it so the shiny is i mean it's still a great game but you know there's that wait now how long are you going to be waiting for anything that comes out now and is that why the builders have been holding off on delivery because you know their lines were limited they were dealing with covid um and then as far as what suppliers are giving them because really if you're missing one part on a pinball machine and I know this because anytime I'm working on a damn game and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm missing this. You know, you're missing a, a, a flipper bat. It's the wrong size or, a, a, you know, a star post or something. That star post could stop the whole could stop your whole shoot match because you can't put that game together if you're missing one screw. Hey, listen, or even a, a flipper coil. That's bad. Dude, that will <laughs> stop. Stop it right Absolutely. there. Yeah, that flipper coil will do you in every time, Bill. So, Dave, you were talking about shiny. So. <laughs> We have Brian Eddy is the lead game designer on this. We have Dwight Sullivan is the lead game developer on this. They're working together. They're both phenomenal on their own. Say what you want about Brian Eddy. There's hate to be thrown if you want to, but realistically, let's see you make something different or something better. Dwight Sullivan is reliable. He is awesome. There's a lot of greatness that went into this game between those two masterminds, not to mention the other individuals involved in Stern. So what do you guys kind of make of that? Oh, I think great things. Brian Eddy's uh, say, who's you know, world around world. Yeah, it's Brian Eddy and obviously Dwight and, you know, um, 
I, I like Dwight's work, so. You don't have a Turtles where you're blinded by Dwight, do you? I have a Ghostbusters. You're blinded by Dwight. I, l- listen, Dwight's a, Dwight is also a good friend, so. Um, I, li- I, I have never had the pleasure of meeting Dwight, but I'm hoping at Expo this year that we get to run into him, and um, I'm excited. I'm a fan of his work. I'm a fan of both of their works. I I am just in awe of the talent that it takes to create this game and to put this vision into a tangible object. Dave and I had talked about this yesterday of games that you never, you really want, but never want to see made because somebody's going to be mad. You're not going to make everybody happy. You're going to screw something up. You're going to miss something. There's just too many details. My personal game on that is Harry Potter. We all have our game that we would love to see made, but hate to see made. Because it's just not going to be what we envision. And I think that these two individuals do a really good job of encompassing 90% of the, the mass in what they're creating to get all of those in. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, I think all in all with, you know, Brian Eddy and Dwight Sullivan doing this game. And obviously everybody else in Stern that's uh, um, contributed to this. And there's, I mean, there's so many people that work at Stern and build great things and come up with the interesting solutions that, yeah, I mean, I think this game is a, a strong contender. For sure. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we all got together and sit and uh, discuss Mandalorian first impressions and looking forward to seeing the gameplay that's uh, supposed to be coming next week for sure. Absolutely. I'm excited about it. And Dave, I'm so glad that you were on here too so that, that way I could talk Star Wars nerd with somebody who's a Star Wars nerd because this would have been really one-sided if not. Yeah, thanks for the invite. And um, yeah, actually, Bill, I'm, I'm impressed that you're... Uh... That you're you're excited about that more than, you're more excited than I thought you would be. Um, so am I. So that's I mean it says a lot for the game. It's it's a nice looking game. Um, and then I think is Jerry Thompson doing the noise on this? I'm not sure. We'll have to find that one out. Okay. And I know we got to wrap it up, but let's not forget the no. I mean you've got these two designers, but then just the the, the soundtracks and the callouts. That's really what I was worried about. So. Let's, you know, I, I hope it's a home run just because we need a home run. We need we need a little fuel in our pinball tank right now because I'm just tired of hearing about nothing. So at least now we've got something to talk about. Oh, yeah. And before you turn the corner, I'm sure there'll be other stuff that's coming out here soon. But uh, on that note, I think we're going to call it uh, episode two of the Free Play Pinball podcast. Absolutely. So, Bill, I know you have a saying you like to bring over with it, and I would love for you to share that with any um, listeners who joined us last week or any new listeners we might have. All right. Well, first, I want to, uh, as well, I wanted to say, Dave, thank you very much for coming on, and Dave will be uh, making uh, regular appearances on the show as well. So, um, we're looking forward to that. Um, Amanda, been a great time as always. And I think on that note, everybody have a good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and take some time out of your day to play some pinball. That is the way. Thanks, guys. Have a great night and enjoy the game. I love Ghostbusters! I'm so editing him out. <laughs>